Next on a special Christmas Eve edition of BYU Sports Nation, meet the new head football coach at BYU, Kalani Satake in Studio B. That's just one of our favorite interviews as our gift to you. Also in the show, the final interview with departing head coach, Bronco Mendenhall. And don't forget about quarterback Tanner Mangum and BYU legend Chad Lewis. Even the Grinch can get excited about that, Jerem. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation broadcasting in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Merry Christmas Eve. Yeah. December 24th, 2015, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us once again on The Holiday. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Angry Elf, Jerem Jordan. He's an angry elf. I Say am that not. one more time. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to dive across this set. No, it's Christmas Eve. I love Christmas Eve. My wife's family, they do uh, an awesome Christmas Eve dinner. Uh, fun, it's all fondue stuff. Ooh. You got shrimp. You got beef. You got, uh, I think, some chicken, some chocolate, some cheese. It's fantastic. My favorite Christmas Eve tradition with my in-laws and my wife's family is probably the uh, white elephant party. It's a little out of control. In fact, it's a lot. Do you lo- give gifts, or is there a white elephant that comes It's a lot to the party? out of control. I don't know. Maybe this year there will be a white no, elephant. <laughs> I, give a white elephant? Literally, and like, that would be like, fantastic. I don't know. It's super weird. You'd, you'd steal that. That uh, show right there. Just make sure you listen to Bing Crosby's White Christmas before you go to sleep. I love how Bing Crosby has like this kind of high-pitched voice. He's like this, and then, oh. He's like, where did that come from, man? Was that dubbed? I'm dreaming. I, I love it, though. I love that movie so much. You know what else I love? The fact that we're doing a show on Christmas Eve. Bronco Mendenhall is now officially four days removed from his BYU football head coaching position that he held for 11 years. Years, Jerem. It's been a long time. Our final interview with the old BYU ball coach happened in Las Vegas at the Hard Rock Hotel while preparing for the bowl game against arch rival Utah. Bronco Mendenhall's concluding interview on BYU Sports Nation goes now. Bronco, first and foremost, what are you going to do in Charlottesville about finding a new green room snack guy? You know, those are things that you really can't plan. You just have to let it unfold and you know I don't think ours was orchestrated I just one day was going into the green green room and there was a guy with snacks there and it just that was this incredible new chapter of our lives (laughs) we're we're tied together in a way that not many other people can be this is true and do you have a snack for him? In keeping with tradition, yes. I wanted the jalapeno Pringles. Which would have been my favorite. Because they're your favorite. But they, they weren't available in the Hard Rock Hotel. Yeah. So I had to go with the cheddar cheese. So just the, the thought is really what is touching and warms my heart, that you would put that much effort to go to the Hard Rock snack shop <laughs> right before the show started and put that much thought into what I get. But I, I think symbolically... I think what we ought to do is I'm going to place these right between the two of you, and whoever the next coach becomes, then you can symbolically pass the torch. This is the torch? That is the torch, and he, you can he, pass he it to him. He just re-gifted. It's a week from it, Christmas. It's, it's, it's not re-gifting. That is just a symbolic passing of the torch, and possibly this relationship continues. Maybe. Who, who knows? Yeah. Are you having gotten rid of me that easily? Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we, have some, we, have some, we have some real gifts. We, uh, this has some BYU Sports Nation swag in it uh, nice. that we want you to have. We have the uh, Royal Blue sweatshirt. There's only 25 of those in existence right now. Royal Blue. 
Royal blue, baby. I like royal blue. As yeah. Chad Lewis says, stay loyal to the royal. Stay loyal to the I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. It's good. Bronco Mendenhall with us, uh, his final BYU Sports Nation interview as the BYU head football coach. Uh, we make a living out of, like, convincing people to give us things from games and, and situations they're in. Can we get something from your final game that you, maybe you wear or you have with you? Sidelines final contest? I, I think that would be great, yeah. We want to put it on the set. Yep, I'm in. We're, hat. We're beggars. Wh whatever, hat. whatever hat that I wear tomorrow. Awesome. That sounds good. Fantastic. Uh, we've been. Our Twitter question today is this. What would a win over Utah mean for BYU football? What do you think? Uh, I, I think um, a, a win tomorrow would, would mean a lot of things. First and foremost, it would just be a great finish for this team and this season. And, and that... Rather than make it bigger than that, that's where, where my focus lies. This team has worked really hard. They've had great leadership, um, a really challenging schedule, and they've done a, an amazing job. And I would like more than anything just for this team to get 10 wins and finish this season um, on that note. And I, I, I don't think uh, I would make it any bigger than that. So the significance of a potential win number 100 for you as you lead by you, BYU, that it sounds like it doesn't carry much weight for you. It doesn't. The, the, um, the, the motive for the game and the motive to stay to coach the game was to try to help our team win one more time. And uh, I care about these players a, a lot. And I, I thought that would give us as a program and as a team our best chance in this game to have success. And... And so, man, that, that's where my focus lies. Any of the other things are, th those are just things that have been kind of brought up along the way. This is to, to win game number 10 for this team. You've taken on the challenge of doing two jobs at once. How, how do you split your time and manage that? It, it, it's harder than what I thought. Um, so there's really two days within a day. There's um, the BYU focus that goes all the way until everything's exactly ready for the next day. And then there's about a, a an hour break, and then um, it shifts into the Virginia um, preparation, and that happens at nighttime. One job is all-encompassing and really requires everything you can do just to manage that and, and to take on something else in addition to that for the past uh, couple of weeks has been a, a really uh, difficult challenge. Did you just kind of tell your family, like, hey, I'll talk to you at length <laughs> on uh, December 21st? Holly gets it. Um, <laughs> she, she's... Uh, yeah, she and the boys both get it. They're um, they're really supportive, but they 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 understand what's happening, and and um, Holly helps with that tremendously, while she's working, um, looking for housing and and what schools the kids might go to, and what wards they might be in, and what activities, and where the boundaries are for this and that, and um, I'm trying to coach this team to help us win 10 games. Yeah, moving is moving is not fun. That's it, for sure. It's a beast. Besides us. What will you miss most about BYU? <laughs> I'm glad that you guys mentioned that first because I had this whole tribute plan. But once you just, you know, you just got it out of the yeah, way, yeah. which saved me so much. I, I had a PowerPoint and I had music. And so I, if you would have just told me you were going to say it yourself, then I wouldn't have had to do the extra work. Uh, no question, I'm going to miss the players. Um, and I'm going to miss the, the unique um, nature of the school and being able to include... Um, what I believe with what I uh, do professionally and have those two things merge. And that's been uh, maybe reached a level of satisfaction that um, I didn't think possible maybe in any profession.
If you ever feel like being a guest host on this show at any point in the future, I think there's a good chance we can work something out. Is there a, is there a Skype segment, possibly? I mean, maybe there's a Charlottesville. We can figure it out. Yeah, there's yeah. some, some the kind of connection that branch. way. Charlottesville <laughs> branch. By the way, do you want to jump in the pool with me? I'm doing that later. I, I don't think so, responded. but so how many, what, what are, what are, what are the, the tweets? Is it tweet, well, tweets up to? We taped this and are airing it later, so I don't uh, want to say that number. Yeah. Well, I'll look it up as of right now. As of now. Yeah, as of now. I'll this look up interview. this number. Okay, as of this interview. And we had to. 237. And we had to hit 200. Had to hit 200. So I, put it, I should have put it higher what i'm proposing oh just boy. as as a gift to the two of you oh is because I, I see it as sports nation not sport nation mm. it wouldn't be just sport nation it's sports meaning two yeah and i see this as a team and well, so I, I would say if it gets to 250 what <laughs> if it gets to 250 <laughs> it's at 237 if, uh, yeah that's 13 listen more. let's raise the bar bronco okay that's 251 <laughs> if it gets to 251 you've gotten I, soft i think sports no, this is a gift. I think Sports Nation, sports as in plural, it ought to be two cannonballs into the pool. Here, not, not just touching the toe or dipping the toes down the steps. I think they ought to be we two We need one of us that doesn't have pneumonia tomorrow for the pregame show. That's I think that would thought. be great TV if you're both. If we both have <laughs> yeah, pneumonia yeah, I think on game day? Let's, let's test your will a little bit. Let's see what you're made of. I don't think I could do your, what's the summer? Uh, yeah, the Cougar try, Challenge. The, yeah, the Cougar I don't challenge. think I could do the Cougar this, Challenge. This, is, this could be a great thing for every bowl game from now on. There could be the Sports Nation challenge of some sort. I'm just saying. It's a thought. Yeah, it's the best okay. thing I could leave you guys with. <laughs> now, what what kind of traditions are? I mean, I know that BYU is unique, and you've you've established some really good things here. Thursday's hero program and whatnot. What kind of things are you going to try and, and carry over at Virginia? The uh, more more so the principles. We'll see how the programs unfold from there. But I, I love the idea of giving back to the community in some way and and helping people in need. Um, and I love uh, I love the ability to to stand for something more than just football. And and so those things will play out in some fashion there um, as we get going. When the when the ball kick, kicks off tomorrow, what do you expect from that atmosphere in Sam Boyd Stadium? Uh, I, I think it'll be electric. I think it'll be charged. Um, the both... Uh, the BYU fans and the Utah fans are passionate about this game and their teams. And, and uh, I think, uh, man, everyone will be trying as hard as they can to to win the game from the stands and, and on the field. And and uh, I, I think that there won't be any more, um, there won't be a game in college football to finish the season that will uh, have more interest and more passion than, than this one will. Is it pleasing in any way that BYU fans bought up all the general tickets and it'll be more of a home game? <laughs> <laughs> it's our fans are amazing, and and they care a lot about our program. They care a lot about our our players, and and they want to win. And this is just the the next manifestation of that. Yeah. You understand that you're taking a, a bunch of fans, though they're BYU fans, <laughs> with you to Charlottesville, right? Uh, yeah, I, I've uh, I've heard that, and it, it's uh, man, that would be an awesome thing if if the the folks out here in Utah and around the country have two teams now they cheer for, and that that would be really neat. Go ahead. What's your what's your emotional state right now? It's hard. It's really hard. Uh, so, yeah, trying to do everything I can just to to um, to stay focused on our team and our game. But yeah, not easy. You're gonna make me shed a tear, coach. <laughs> we got a we got a show to do. We got a whole show to do. We can't be we can't be crying right now. You guys, oh. you maybe you ought to take the plunge now and then. 
you know, just to snap <laughs> out of it. I got water in my eyes. You're really not concerned about my health. <laughs> I got water in my eyes. <laughs> Bronco, it's, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, and uh, we thank you for all you've done for BYU football over the 11 years, and we look forward to a great bowl game on Saturday. Thanks to uh, Sports Nation, continued success, and uh, it, it's a unique thing that, that uh, BYU has and can do, and you guys do it really well. It's fun. So thank nice you. work. We will notice a vacancy with Bronco Mendenhall gone, particularly in your pocketbook, because you don't screens. have to give any more snacks. That, that too. To Kalani Sataki. Now Bronco said, "Hey, why don't you give this new head coach?" We didn't do that. Nope. Sorry. We have to establish a new organic element with Kalani Sataki, and that will happen. Something organic will meaning happen. normal <laughs> relationship. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the green room snack effect was unique and awesome in its own right. At least for me. You I love not it, having to do it. You looked at it as I don't care because I'm not involved. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have to give him anything. It was a unifying we element. We gave him national it, exposure. That's what we gave it him. Created gave us a great relationship for me with Bronco Mendenhall. People think I kid about that. No, it really was the catalyst for that. I did I did the last two interviews with him due to scheduling conflicts with you. And uh, he was disappointed to see me every time because he knew that that meant he didn't get a snack. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone else I meet around here. Bronco Mendenhall to Virginia. Kidding. Kalani Satake to BYU. We'll hear from him in just a bit. We also have All-Pro tight end Chad Lewis on what it really means to wear the stretch Y. We're not going to tease you any longer. Interview. Yeah. The first interview with the new BYU head football coach, Kalani Satake, up next. Prepare to get fired up. This is BYU Sports Nation. I'm going to play some defense for this guy, man. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Christmas Eve on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Yeah, enjoy this Enjoy this time off. But, uh, you know, BYU in the middle of uh, the Diamond Head Classic, it's still fun to have events going on right now for BYU Athletics. But you take a little break, and then we get into West Coast Conference play pretty soon. And football recruiting, signing day, oh not my goodness. far after that. A little less, uh, a day under six weeks, man. We just heard the final BYUSN interview from Bronco Mendenhall. Now how about the first interview from the new guy in town, head football coach Kalani Satake. He joined BYU Sports Nation on Monday following his introductory presser, his first interview with the media. Here is that conversation. Kalani, from myself and Jerem and BYU Sports Nation, welcome back home to BYU. Thank you. It's great to be back. Studio B is a place that we hope you will find peace and solace. <laughs> I'm looking forward to <laughs> as it, yeah. we move forward. <laughs> there was about a minute before that press conference started live on BYU TV, and uh, we noticed you kind of looking around, soaking in all of your teammates and former band of brothers and coaches and whatnot. What was that like for you to see all of them here to welcome you back? It was a great experience. I was just trying to, you know, just remember it and um, just remember the feelings I had with all those guys. And just, I don't know, it was overwhelming, but it was a, it was a, a really good feeling for me, a good experience for me, their support. I felt, I felt overwhelming support from everyone in Cougar Nation and beyond. And so uh, to have my teammates there to, to share this moment with, uh, a lot of people that were influential in my life in that room. So uh, it was special for me. You walk into the building, and in the lobby, there's like 50 guys just waiting for you. What, yeah. was, what was that like, and did you know that was going to happen? I didn't know that was going to happen, but I was really excited to see them. It was a reunion of sorts, you know, and um, there are actually some players that play there 
uh, under Coach Mendenhall. So it was good to see them and um, just had a great relationship with so many different people um, from way back before I played to when I played to, to, you know, just recently. And so it was good to embrace them all and talk to them. And I look forward to getting to, you know, talk to them a lot more about the program and what their point of views are. We're big on Twitter on this show, uh-huh. and I'm gathering that your phone has been blowing up like crazy with Twitter followers. Uh, have you embraced the Twitter culture? Um, if you watch, if you look at my Twitter account, it, I don't tweet quite a bit. So. 141 times so far. Has it been? Yeah. And I don't know how many of those are originals because I think they're probably retweets <laughs> more than retweet anything. Retweet a lot, yeah. Yeah, so um, you know, I'll try to keep people posted, but I have a hard time telling people that I'm. This is what I'm eating, and this is. Not, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. Not trying to. You know, sure. bag on anybody else. Yeah. But yeah. Um, when I got when I get those tweets, I get hungry, and I'm kind of upset that I'm not eating that food. And so I don't want anyone to feel that way towards me. That how come this guy is always tweeting good food, you know? And just it just so I, I want to make people feel good, and I want to make sure that uh, more than anything, it's it's a way for me to show that my my um, my appreciation for a lot of people. It's been about 16, 17 days since Bronco Mendenhall announced that he was going to Virginia. What, what's the process been like since that day, and what was your reaction when you heard that news? It was awesome. I, I was really happy for Coach Mendenhall. It seemed like he really wanted to, to, you know, to go to a different program and, and really excited about the, the pay that he was getting for him and, and his family. But um, saw an opportunity where um, you know, a lot of people can, can come and, and sustain what he's, what he's already built and keep working with it. And so I embrace Coach Mendenhall and his staff and the way that they did things. I've been a fan of what, uh, of how they played on the field and the things that they did off the field. And so I'm just looking forward to getting to know everybody and, and uh, very, very thankful for this opportunity. And the process has been great. I mean, uh, everything with, with uh, Tom Homo has been outstanding and President Worthen has been un- unbelievable as well. Is that a wait to be contacted or is that a I'm going to send a text just to gauge the waters situation? Uh, I think it's a wait to be contacted type of deal. You know, I think that... Um, I don't know. I've always had my eye to BYU since I left. I think that's just what happens when you graduate from here, you know. And so, um, happened to be in the business of football and always followed the team, and you know, from a distance because I was different places. But um, always interested in what's going on, and yeah. So I, I've had always a keen interest in, in, in the program, and when I saw that opportunity, I, I was hoping I could be in the mix. At 40 years young, yeah, Kalani go. Satake, the new head football coach of the BYU Cougars, with us on BYU Sports Nation. When you first received the official offer from Tom Homo and from BYU that, hey, we, we want you. We want you to be the guy. Will you take the job? What was your reaction? I tried not to jump too loud and try to be too – I tried to be composed, and I was really excited. But, um, you know, you're just waiting for that moment. It's like um, – proposing to your fiance right you you hope they're gonna say yes and you just <laughs> but when the moment hits you it's it's overwhelming and it was awesome and um yeah it, it was a great experience for me and this has all been unbelievable and I just I hope to let this thing roll into my job as a head coach let's talk about your name I've read different meanings for your name but will you tell us your full name and then the meanings of them yeah it's Kelao Kalani Felipe Fifita Sitake. Super easy. Oh, that's really Super easy. easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, okay. I, I uh, actually learned how to spell it third grade. So. <laughs> <laughs> and what are the meanings of your name? Um, well, the, the first name's Hawaiian, so it's more with the. Uh, there's a lot of different meanings to it, but I don't know. I, I don't like talking about myself in that term, but some say there's gifts sent from heaven. Some say there's uh, excellence from above, and so I, I try to try to tweak it to help me out in whatever situation I'm at. <laughs> When people ask about my name. 
Does that fit into some of your goals? And, and that language is kind of what you used in the press conference of let's be excellent, let's be good. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, um, I don't know, I, I don't know how much of it came from my name rather than the people that gave me the name. And so, yeah, I, I, um, you know, I like I said, I'm, I'm not um, here because of everything I've done. I've, I'm here because a lot of people sacrifice and a lot of hard work by a lot of other individuals. And so I'm, I'm just a product of their hard work and sacrifice, and I'm, I'm proud to carry on. Okay, I need you to disregard the fact that I run a 5-3 40-yard dash right now. And okay. just let's say I'm a recruit. Let's he's, say, of, he's shocked at how slow that is. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say I'm a recruit, whether on the phone or in person. What kind of a pitch are you making to them about coming to BYU? Well, I said before in the press conference that I, I played here. I went to school here. Um, student athletes and, and students all together that, played, that, that, that went to the school can tell you. They're, they're walking advertisements for the school. And so the experience here is, is one of a kind. There's nothing like it. And... Um, to be able to be a student here and, and, and also have the opportunity to be an athlete is a special one. And so I'm living proof of it, but there's more than that. There's a lot of others that, that I know that I'm brothers with that I'm, I've been lifelong friends with, I've never stopped, you know, and, and um, just having that, that tradition and everything behind it, it's just, it's just you feel like a lot of ownership in this school, you know. So, yeah, that's going to be the recruiting pitch and, and just getting to know them and see what, they, you know, what, their, what their goals are and then see if it's in tune with what we want to do here. Has it set in that you're the head coach of BYU football? Uh, not yet. I mean, I, 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 you know, I'm just really excited about the opportunity to meet the players. That's where I want, I want to get to the work. To the work, and so, um, you know, we'll see what happens as, as we go throughout this. But I think that my job is to serve the players first of all, and to help them, um, and and, and uh, give them the, the great experience that I had when I played here, and uh, see how that goes. And who knows what that means for me as a head coach, but. I'm just looking for the opportunity to help these young men. Understandably, you said you want to put together a staff as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. What are the conversations like reaching out to assistants and trying to, to formulate and piece that staff together? Well, there's first of all, there's a bunch of people that want to be involved. And um, it really doesn't take much for me to reach out because um, everyone, once, once, once the rumor started, it's, it, it all began from there, and then it's carried on until... You know, to, I'm sure if I turn my phone on, there's a bunch of more messages there. So, Do you have a Mophie, like, to charge your phone portably? Because I imagine no. your phone's dying a lot. No, once the phone dies, I'm done. <laughs> so that, you only have that small window. Once it starts getting to the red area, then you're pretty much done. 11 a.m.? Yeah, yes. It doesn't really matter. If I, if I get time to charge it, then great. But, yeah, that's... That's I I don't I can't carry all this stuff with me and and uh, phones are getting too big nowadays you know yeah. I mean it's like carrying an iPad around it it's we've gone backwards for real yeah so we've gone back they used to, to be big and then they went small and then now they're big again yeah. so yeah I don't know I'm I'm not I'm not one to I don't have my phone on me right now but I'll I'll use it for recruiting that's the most important part how important is it to you to get at least part of your staff as mm -hmm. former BYU players. Well, if they're not, then they need to know the culture and they need to know what it's like to be part of BYU. And so um, I think it's huge for, for our players to know that these guys can understand what they're going through. But that's not like the prerequisite of being a coach. It's, it's um, more importantly, how much do you really care about these young men and what are you willing to do to help them um, achieve their goals? You know, athletically, academically, and, so, and spiritually, socially, that's, that's what I care about. And and we're going to put together a good staff because there's a lot of people that want to be here. 
There are a lot of people that are excited about the schedule next year as well, and I know you addressed mm-hmm. that in the press conference. Uh, but just from looking at it straight up, it, it looks like easily the hardest schedule top to bottom that BYU has ever faced as an independent moving forward. Uh, what kind of success do you want facing a schedule like that? Well, this, the schedule's exciting. I mean, I want that's what we want. You know, we, we want to be able to face those type of teams, uh, traditional powers, and uh, I think we belong in that mix. And so it's going to be awesome to get these guys ready to, to face that schedule. And with the first game, you know, not not very far away, and the second game right there around the corner as well. So, yeah, we're, we're excited about it. And uh, being independent has allowed us the opportunity to, to see the schedule, which is definitely a Power 5 schedule. Six weeks and two days until signing day. What are the next six weeks going to be like for you as you try and keep certain guys and bring in your guys and all that? A lot of hustle, a lot, lot of work, and um, – Getting to, getting to know a lot of the young men, but recruiting is going to be really important for us. It's, it, it is everything in, in as far as being able to evaluate our guys and their talent and also their character and how they fit in our team and our, in our family. So that's really important for us, and it's going to be uh, – we have some time, but we need to take advantage of all of it. Your recruiting, oddly enough, includes potentially Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. Have you had conversations with them, and, and or when do you plan on doing that? Yeah, I've talked to a, a great number of players here, and, and uh, I plan on talking to all of them. And um, if we have opportunity, I'd, I'd like to meet everyone before, um, you know, we have that team meeting. But I understand some guys are out of town, and it's really important for me to connect with those guys. And, and um, you know, looking forward to having them on this team. I think that their draw to this team has been what they started here. So it'd be, it'd be exciting to have them finish it here. Kalani Satake, the new head coach at BYU with us on BYU Sports Nation. You talked about your family and, and the support that they have been to you in this whole process. Tell us a little bit about your wife and your kids and, and uh, what the feeling is like there now that you're the head coach. Oh, well, I met my wife at BYU. She's a student, you know, and so um, we were students back in the day, and I had to convince her that I was good enough to date, first of all, you know. But, <laughs> um, yeah, they've been, they've been awesome. And, and um, we've, we've, been, we've been followers of BYU ever since we left. And uh, it's just a joy to be back now. So um, we feel at home, and it's been unbelievable. And looking forward to building a home here for a long time and having my kids grow the way I did as BYU fans, being able to get in that stadium back when it was Cougar Stadium, now Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and be ready to roll, you know. So I think the only time we've been back in the stadium is when we played played here and, and the Stadium of Fire, which is really exciting for them too. But, you know, let's get some fireworks on the field as well. Are you ever going to see the mustache again? Um, I don't know. I, I – I have to get uh, approval from the family. You know, I, I had the goatee before, and obviously that doesn't fit. But the, the, everyone needs to understand the goatee was to hide the double chin. You know, so uh, now that I can't grow the goatee anymore, uh, the mustache, yeah, maybe it can it can. The problem with the mustache it, it draws attention to me. So yeah. we'll see. I don't know. I think I'll keep it off for a while. Okay, okay, Kalani, it's been great to have you. We're excited to have you at BYU. Thank you, Jeremy. Before Thank you, you go, we have uh, one of twenty-five in existence right now. Uh, BYU Sports Nation, stay loyal to the Royal, as Chad Lewis put it. Yeah. Hoodies. Love we would it. like to this give is, you one of This is our welcome to BYU gift. Okay, thank you, Jerem. Thank you, Spencer. Appreciate it. Glad to have you with us. We'd also like you to sign the flag before you go. We'll uh, get you the Sharpie and uh, take care of business there. All right, let's go. Thanks, Coach. Thanks. It's exciting to see and feel the passion and enthusiasm that Kalani Satake brings immediately to BYU football. His recruiting prowess. It's an exciting time. I'm glad he has that because he's got a lot of work to do right now, not only continuing to fill out his staff, but also 
developing uh, relationships with the players, recruits. He's got to figure out a lot of things going into the season, not just next year. I'm talking when the semester starts, start lifting again, getting everyone in place, getting culture reset and all that kind of stuff. He's, he's going to be a busy dude. A new era of BYU football. Up next, all pro tight end Chad Lewis on what it really means to wear the stretch wide. This is BYU Sports Nation on Christmas Eve. This is one of my favorite interviews we've ever done. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. It is hard to find a man who carries the spirit of BYU with more fervor than former BYU football standout and NFL All-Pro tight end, Chad Lewis. He's great to have involved in BYU athletics in any capacity. What he's been doing uh, has been great, which is helping raise funds. You know, they got the Marriott Center annex, the YMCA as we call it, ground broken. We occasionally feel the rumble from the construction here. But Chad Lewis is a guy that represents BYU in the highest way in all ways, and I love when we have him on the show. It's only appropriate that on this day he reminds all of us again what the stretch Y means to him. The perfect Christmas Eve tone setter for BYU fans Roll that conversation. Chad, welcome to BYU Sports Thank Nation. you, thank you. Love your conversation. Just win, baby. That's what it's just, all about. Just, fun, just <laughs> win, right. man. One point more. Great, let's go. End the losing streak to Utah. So with that in mind, uh, well, actually, I want, I want to point out something. Chad is wearing an exclusive BYU Sports Nation Stay Loyal to the Royals yeah, these things sweatshirt. are hot right here. So if you want one of these, <laughs> you better get going. They're flying off the shelves. <laughs> One of 25 right now. <laughs> really, it's just keeping you warm. That's most important, right? Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> oh, no, you, you are welcome. Okay, now to, now to the Twitter question. You've heard our thoughts. What would a win for BYU tomorrow against Utah mean for this program? It means a win versus Utah. This is your rival. This is uh, one of the biggest games you play all year. We're lucky that it matched up this way, that we play them in a bowl game. Um, it's a civil war. My brother played for Utah. I played for BYU. Um, Without him playing there, I would have never played college football. So, uh, And then the, my freshman year, they beat us with a 55-yard field goal at the end. We got in a fight. They were trying to tear down our goalposts. <laughs> and out of nowhere, boom, my brother's on the field standing with me, making sure I don't get my head ripped off. It was nice. Uh, so blood's <laughs> thicker than water. This game, it's real important for everyone. So it's not – the bigness of it isn't the 100th win. It's not that they're power five. It's a this is BYU versus Utah. This is your rival. This is why you play the game. They've got four on us. And to win this game, it takes execution and perfect fundamentals. Don't get all crazy. Don't live outside of your own mind. Play the game. Execute. Make your plays one after another all the way, all the way to the end of the game. Listen, are you going to give a pregame speech tomorrow? Because I would highly encourage you. I'm to ready. Do so. Let's okay. go. <laughs> yeah, I love our guys. I love our team. I love our guys. I love our coaches. Uh, this has been fun to be with them, see this. It was extraordinary to go from Taysom getting hurt with the Liz Frank and see this team and staff rally around each other and buckle up and buckle down and just fight through the season. There's been some some ups and downs, but... What they did this year was uh, remarkable. Absolutely. So, That's a great it. word for it. BYU football legend Chad Lewis with us on BYU Sports Nation. You've talked a little bit about some of your experiences that you've had as a player in this BYU-Utah game. Now you're in a position where you're part of the staff or administration and in a different role. So how has the bowl game experience preparing for this rivalry been different for you this time around? Uh, this time around has been different. Uh, when I pulled up into town, uh, my father-in-law 
he passed away. Doug Fellows, my absolute hero. I love him. And uh, he's, been, he's been very sick for the last year and a half. Um, it was definitely his time to go. And when I drove into town, we were with him for about two hours before he, he took his last breath. So this bowl game for me is, is way different. Um, I'm going to miss Doug, and I'm grateful for his example. So sorry to pull it away from football, but this bowl game is totally different for me. Your name has come up recently in the coaching search. Are you interested in coaching in the future in I, any capacity? I think about it sometimes. It's fun to coach. It's fun to be a part of football. It's fun to be with the guys and share the knowledge that you've learned. It just It's so important. Timing is important. All that stuff's important. I think it's uh, very impressive what our coaches have done over the last several years. Uh, how many bowl games in a row? 11? 11. 11. That's crazy. Uh, the consistency with winning. I'm telling you, head coaches in college or pro will beg, borrow, steal, and kill to win eight, nine, ten games. And we've done that consistently. Uh, hats off to Bronco and his staff to just fight through the ups and downs, injuries, everything that comes with football, and keep, keep winning. That's really cool. What kind of a situation, whoever the new coach is, does this guy and his staff walk into now the Bronco Mendenhall is leading. They walk into a team loaded with talent. They've done a great job assembling guys. And so you got Tanner Mangum, you got Fred, you got so many great players. So the cupboard is full of good players. There's great recruits that we need to get after quick so they don't go somewhere else. Um, but BYU is an extraordinary place to play football. I've played in college and pro, as you know. It's different other places. This locker room, this atmosphere at Brigham Young University is the coolest place to play football in the solar system. So, <laughs> Thank you for saying solar system on the heels of Star Wars. That's right. That's in the right. galaxy. So I think when people play here, when they get to either coach or play, it's a special place. When you take the field and you have a BYU, a Y on your helmet, on your chest, it means so much. That's the gift of playing at BYU. It is special and it runs deep. And when you see Utah on the other side, uh, I can't think of a more exciting moment. Um, tight yeah. end, Remington Peck, there's a tight end that plays for BYU and they throw the ball to him sometimes. Yeah. What do you think of that? And what this do you is think what of his I think passing of, touchdown? For the last four years, I've been in Remington Peck's ear saying, bro, I want you to do something this game that gets you on SportsCenter <laughs> Top 10. Is that cool? <laughs> all these years, nothing. And all of a sudden, boom, he's made tight end. He's throwing touchdowns. I'm like, bro, is that what it took to get you on the off offensive side of the ball to get you on SportsCenter Top 10? Come on, man. They just had to let him drop his own play. Oh, my gosh. He's done a good job. I mean, he's, he's, not, he's not killing people with his routes, but he's running effective routes. And he's done a great job catching the ball. He's a sure-handed guy. And... You know, he catches the ball, tucks it away. He's a big body with a big booty, and he's running that thing down the field. I love it. So I love to see him out there playing ball. He's a fun guy. He's real coachable. He's a good leader on the team. Um, I'd love to see him have a great game tomorrow. Could you throw a dime like that in your playing days that he threw to Taron Houck? That was a nice ball. <laughs> it was a good it pass. Was a good pass. <laughs> it was right yeah, on the money. Through, good arc, boom, everything. I mean, you can't get better than that. So <laughs> At Gleminate 11. At 18, Clue 89. See Lou. See Lou. Bringing it hard on BYU Sports Nation. Make me want to hit something or someone fired up. Get out of your living room and hit someone then. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. It's probably at work. That's probably not going to be an HR. Get back to work. Pitch.
Okay, we'll end with this, Chad. As a guy who, who went through a Liz Frank injury and Taysom Hill has gone through that and is recovering from it, and Craig Bills yeah. has gone through that and is recovering from it, what's I want to talk to those Nixon sisters. What is yeah, what? They're contagious. <laughs> what, what is up? What is that David? recovery process like? It's long. It's hard. They told me the second it happened, this is, this is a big one. I don't know if you'll ever come back. It will take a year, and you try and do what you can to speed that thing up, but your foot is in. Bro. This is a year. And so when you start running, I mean, Craig just signed with the Eagles. He went out and had his workout the next day. He was so sore he couldn't walk. I've lived that. And I've been on, you know, talking with Craig this morning about trying to get that thing better as fast as possible to get with the Eagles this season. I hope he can. It's weird to see how, you know, you wish as a player it was just a broken bone. Give me six weeks and I'm back back up to full speed. But a Liz Frank is is such a crucial tiny ligament. It is it holds the spring of your whole energy system in your foot. And when that thing goes, it takes a little while. So Taysom's watching Craig, so he's knowing about his same time frame. Taysom heals like a monster beast though. So I'll be excited to see if he can get ready March, April, if he's gonna go pro or what he's gonna do. See how fast that thing comes. It will come. Just take some time. Just a matter of time. Chad Lewis in the royal blue sweatshirt. BYU in the royal blue uniforms tomorrow against Utah. What does that mean to you when you see that team, not just with the stretch wide run out, but run out on a field in the royal blue uniforms? There's just something about a football player that when you take the field and it's your team and it happens to be in royal and it happens to be against Utah and you know what it takes to, to slam your human body up against someone else's human body, and fight like crazy to win the game, just to show up and see the pageantry of college football, to know what's at stake, it is so cool. Um, that's, why, that's why everyone's coming down to Vegas. That's why millions of people are going to watch this game, because it matters. It's cool. Staying loyal to the Royal, Chad Lewis with us on <laughs> BYU Sports Nation. How about a nice hand for Chad Lewis for those in attendance? Yeah. I think you have motivated the people to a new level now, Chad. You going to jump in with me? Hey, it's Friday. It doesn't matter. It's tomorrow at 12.30. That's when it counts. You want to jump in with me later? Uh, definitely will think about it. I'm a polar bear plunge type of guy, so yeah. my kids might be with you. What time? What time are you doing it? In about 20 minutes. Let's get some retweets. Let's go. Always great to have Chad Lewis on the program. Do you feel pumped up, Jerem? Oh, man. There were, I read a tweet during that interview of a fan that was pumped up during that. He talks and people get motivated. With the generous support of the Cougar Club, BYU's 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation and welcome to the club. I guarantee you Chad Lewis supports that. Up next, he is hands down the greatest freshman quarterback in BYU history. Tanner Mangum makes an appearance on the Christmas Eve Spectacular. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan from Studio B. Merry Christmas Eve. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of this show live, rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Our next featured interview on this Christmas Eve special features the National Freshman of the Year according to the Touchdown Club of Ohio. Deserved, Jerem? Absolutely. I haven't really evaluated all the freshmen, so my opinion doesn't really matter. But they hand out the Sammy Baugh as well, I believe. Greater than the Chosen Rosen? After all said and done, look at that! <laughs> look at that! Huh? 
He's definitely the greatest freshman quarterback to play at BYU. Tanner Mangum, what's next for the rising star? BYU Sports Nation all access with the Cougar quarterback before the bowl game in Las Vegas. Tanner, how much are you enjoying Las Vegas right now in this balmy 39-degree weather? <laughs> a little chilly this morning, but uh, it's been fun. It's been a good trip so far. Can't, can't complain. What's up with us talking to you outdoors in the cold, man? I know this is round two. I guess I just <laughs> can't make it in the Studio B yet. You've got the hand warmer yeah, right yeah. there. The I haven't, hot I haven't earned the you. indoor interview yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting there. Yeah, I'm small, getting there. Small steps. Maybe the third time's a charm. Okay, so serious question. What did you think when you heard that Ken Niamatololo <laughs> was not going to be the head coach and the triple option was not coming to BYU? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting time. You know, we're we're full throttle practicing for Utah, uh, getting ready for the game. Obviously, that stuff's happening, but it's almost like a like it's on the side. And when you hear about it, it's like, oh, that's that's cool, that's interesting. And then you just keep going with your life. You kind of just you don't really think about it or dwell on it too much. Uh, I'm I'm really it's it sounds cliche, but I'm really just focusing on the game, and then later I'll kind of worry about the coaching situation. Is it weird to think that you'll have a different head coach maybe next week? And you have a game and you're focused on that, but a lot's happening right now, right? Yeah, definitely. And and you know we all understand this is the last game for Coach Menhall, last game for a lot of our coaches. So we're kind of enjoying it, you know, embracing the, the opportunity, um, you know, to, to play with them one last time, and hopefully, you know, send them out send them out on a high note. But yeah, it is a little weird to think that as soon as next week, maybe we might have some new coaches coming in, coming in through the building, which will be different. But uh, you, know, you just gotta gotta roll with it. Now you're a unique personality, almost advantageous in a situation like this because you compartmentalize, and your coaches, Beck and Mendenhall, have both said that you do a good job with that. So for those guys that can't compartmentalize, just how distracting this can be between Vegas and the coaching search, what? What do you tell them? How do you help them stay focused on the game? I really just do think it's a mental decision. You just have to make yourself. And I think a lot of our guys are really good at that. We've done a really good job as a team of really staying focused. Our practices have not been uh, derailed by by the whole situation. We've been very um, high energy, up tempo. Everyone's having fun, enjoying this experience. And you know, we're not letting the outside distractions, you know, affect us on the inside. That's that's, that's the key. And uh, so I think it just it just comes down to a mental decision of, of controlling the controllable, you know, of just um, focusing on the task at hand, not worrying about anything else, focusing on what we can control. You know, we can't control the situation. We can't control who's going to be hired. All we can control is our effort, our preparation, and how we practice. So that's all we're, I'm worried about right now. Beginning of the season, uh, you know, I think maybe you thought, okay, I'll back up Taysom, we'll, we'll figure it out and go from there. And then all of a sudden you're playing and now you're the National Freshman of the Year. What did that mean to be announced as that? Well, a huge honor, definitely. I mean, I was a little surprised when, when they called and told me that. Uh, and when they told me, you know, the previous winners that have won the award, I mean, that's, that's a big honor and a big, uh, and a big privilege to be able to, to receive that. Um, but as far as... You know, individual awards go. I'm not too worried about it. And I'm not too concerned. Obviously, it's a big honor, and um, but the bigger award that I'm worried about is uh, right now is to hold up the trophy on sure, Saturday. Sure. What What is that conversation like when they call you? Hey, Tanner, you're really good. You won this <laughs> award. Thank you. Cool. What's next? How did that go? It was uh, Duff Tittle. He, he works for BYU, and he just let me know, hey, the, the Touchdown Club of, Club of Columbus, they do the Sammy Baugh Award. They do a Freshman of the Year Award, and they – Call and let me know that uh, that they're giving that freshman of the year award to you this year, 
And I was just in the locker room, you know, surrounded by everyone. But I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? Do I get yeah, uh, free dinner in February? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, is it impossible to treat this game like any other game? I know you guys use nameless, faceless. It's Utah. No, right? it, it is different, definitely, just because of the whole situation. I mean, it's a bowl game. It's a rivalry game. It's the last game of, of our coaches. So <laughs> there's a lot going into it, a lot of storylines. So, yeah, you definitely don't treat that the same. You know, you definitely have more, uh, a little bit more motivation, I guess you could say. But at the same time, when it comes down to practice and preparation, it's the same as any other game. You know, we're not practicing extra or doing, you know, different drills or different things. It, it's still like we're preparing for any other team. You know, when, when we, we run our plays, the same plays. When we throw the ball, you know, throwing the same ball. So as far as that concern, as that's concerned, I'm, I'm just trying to stay, you know, level, not trying to do too much or play outside of myself. But there definitely is a lot of extra motivation, as, as shown last night. <laughs> I'm gathering that helps with your ability to be able to focus better as a team. I mean, with all the distractions, like, hey, it's Utah, so it shouldn't take that much convincing to be like, we need to focus on oh, this Oh, definitely. Team. Exactly. Because of the situation, because of who we're playing, I mean, it kind of helps us. Uh, you know, there's not a lot uh, more that, that motivates a team like that, you know, to be able to play your rival in a bowl game. So I'm not too worried. I'm not too worried about us. Did last night wake things up a little bit? <laughs> I think he stirred the pot a little bit. I mean, we already knew it was a, a heated rivalry. I think, you know, they're just a little bit stirring in the pot now, trying to get us a little riled up. But, hey, it's, it's part of the rivalry, I guess you could say. Hey, how come you didn't get up and dance and, and Johnny Linehan did? <laughs> He's got the moves. <laughs> from, the from, the <laughs> from the 90s. Oh, there, was a, there was a legitimate <laughs> dance-off, and I thought I saw Johnny go first, and I was like, oh, boy. I honestly, here we go. <laughs> I had no idea he could dance. <laughs> I thought he did well yeah, he was for good. what it is. Oh, right? He Absolutely. was good. Yeah. The judges loved him. I, think, well, I didn't even I hear think, her one. I, I was he, a little distracted. I think his New Zealand accent before okay. going up, I think he, you know, you know charm. Yeah, wooed the crowd a little bit, mm -hmm. but he did a good job. I was impressed. Yeah. What does Utah do defensively that grabs your attention as you prepare for the Utes? Well, their defense is, is very strong. It's it's one of their their biggest strengths, uh, and especially their their man coverage. You know, their their defense is uh, is very physical, very tough. You know, DBs are known for you know just manning guys up, and and uh, and that's that's exciting for us. You know, it's a, it's going to be a, a big challenge, big opportunity for us to and to prove uh, you know how you know how we how we match up with them. So you know, they've done a good job all season long, and for for a long time, you know, for the for a lot of years they've done they've been a really you know, tough defense um, one of the toughest defenses in the country so it's something that's uh, exciting for us something that we're we've been practicing for preparing for and something that we're ready to go uh, go go play on Saturday yeah. do they remind you of anybody like a, a Michigan or Missouri in the way they play defense uh, yeah, there's a, there's some similarities to, to Michigan uh, because you know Utah is a very tough uh, front Front seven, I mean, especially their, their D line. You know, the def defensive line is very big, very stout, just like Michigan was. Didn't necessarily have to blitz a lot, just because those guys are good at creating pressure, and then just manning guys up in the in the in the secondary, which is, you know, something that we struggle with in that game. But we've have that's not the only game we saw it. Um, what other games did you see? We, it? we saw man in a lot of games. We saw it man in UCLA, um, uh, Missouri, Cincinnati. Uh, so I mean, it's not something that that we're not. Uh, accustomed to you know we've seen it before we've played it against it before so now it's just being able to execute go out and just play our game what makes you confident that you can 
kind of execute the way you want to against that type of physical defense that Utah and Michigan play? I think a lot of it's just in practice. You know, that's that's the key is being able to just, just rep it and rep it and rep it and get used to it. Get used to playing physical. Get used to playing tough. Um, get used to to running man beating man beater routes. Um, you know, being being ready to go. You're not not being afraid of contact, not being afraid of a of, of press or a cornerback jamming you at the line. You just got to accept that, and then be ready to beat it. So a lot of it's you know mental, is being prepared for it, and then physically just being ready to go. At what point in your preparation in a given week for a game do you feel ready to play? Uh, oof. Honestly, like Monday, Tuesday, went. I mean, right right at the beginning, I'm after one practice or two, I'm already excited to go. I mean. Uh, our coaches do a good job of putting in a good game plan, you know, adding in new plays, new formations, uh, new personnel groups, um, you know, for that specific matchup that week. So after we, after that first practice, and I see the new things we have going on, and see the the, the strategy and the game plan, it gets me gets me pumped. So you know, the bowl preparation has been kind of long. So I'm just doing my best, you know, stay patient, just take it one day at a time, one practice at a time. But uh, it's uh, you know, I think both teams are excited to play. Last question, Tanner. Have you had a conversation as a team since last night about not throwing hands? <laughs> <laughs> there were, uh, you know, a few, few guys, you know, making reference to that. <laughs> a few. <laughs> I think we were mostly trying to interpret what was being said. <laughs> I mean, there, it didn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense, but. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll be sure to, to not throw hands. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> throw hands, our, on, throw hands our, on the field. Yeah, we'll keep our hands <laughs> to ourselves. <Yeah. laughs> That's probably a good find. Yeah. Tanner, great to have you again. Thanks, thanks for having me. How many guys can throw three interceptions and fumble a ball in the first, what, 10 minutes of the game mm-hmm. in Las Vegas? 10-22. And bounce back to do that as a true freshman. I was impressed by that. Unfortunately, the BYU dug themselves too big a hole yeah, to be able to stinks. come back from that. But you do take you do take some positives from specifically what Tanner Mangum did after that. Yeah, that that was you go down 35, you don't have expectations for very much at that point. Ugh. Coming up, we put a bow on this Christmas Eve special. See what we did there? I did. Yeah. <laughs> we put a star on the tree known as this Christmas Eve special. I think you actually wrote that in there. That's that's well done, Jerry. Did I write that in there? That's well done. You this said is, you said it though. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jeremy, what would you ask for for Christmas, man? The same thing I've been asking for a couple of years, for BYU to get into a Power 5 conference. I would, I would love for that to be the Pac-12, but if the Big 12 is that conference, great. That's what I want. What do you want? Mm. That's not what I actually asked, but that's what I want. <sighs> I don't even know. My wife asked me what I wanted, and I said, I don't know. I want a Russell Wilson jersey. I don't know. Because that guy's straight balling. 19 touchdowns, no picks last Yeah, that's, a, good, that's, a, that's a great thing to have. Russell Wilson. A long-time member of the 12th man. Listen, it's been a long time. It's been like, what, five months now that I've been a 12? Five months, I think. Yeah. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health. We need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets it, Jerem? Santa. He's got a busy night ahead of him. We wish him luck and the karma to get all that done. All right. Thanks to all of our guests on this Christmas Eve special, Bronco Mendenhall, Chad Lewis, Kalani Satake, Tanner Mangum, and everyone on our crew. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Dennis Simmons. We're back to work very soon.